Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Who's going to win the NDL? What about the world champion? Well, to be honest, I don't really care. I just want to watch some speedway. Except that a bit closer to the season start, myself, Matty and... Chris will be once again embarrassing ourselves with our yearly predictions. This is where Chris shows he's got no speedway knowledge whatsoever. Yep. Where Matt picks Wolves to win every league. Yep. And I predict Anders Rowe to end up unemployed. Yes, that's a, that's a joke. As some of you will understand. Anyway, this is only on the Speedway Tavern. The Speedway Tavern, the crossroads of the Speedway world. Yeah, yeah. he's under difficult conditions. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Well, it didn't go like that in rehearsal, did it? <laughs> the rehearsal we never had. Um, yeah, first Speedway Tavern of the Year. I'd like to welcome our guests. We have uh, Lawrence Rogers. How do you do, Lawrence? Okay. Uh, thank you for coming. Tom Bacon. Hi. Thank, thank you very much. And Matty Bates from Plymouth. Um, thank you, everybody. Um, gentlemen, are you looking forward to a Speedway season? Very much. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait to get going now. It's been a been a long wait, so it's nice to um, see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and have a date. I'm looking forward to all the fast food on the way. <laughs> I've, I've, I've missed my like two McDonald's of you know a day traveling, <laughs> like the Isle of Wight or something. So, but no, I'm super excited. Chris, you need to get in touch with McDonald's. We might be able to get something out of that. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah one of those sources. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um, right, so I think we'll start. I'm going to start with Lawrence because there is obviously a question that everybody wants to ask you. Um, I have a feeling that you're going to be able, that you're going to say I can't tell you yet, um, but I'll ask it anyway. What's the team? <laughs> My lips says seven riders. Well, that's a good start. The six we had left for last year all want to be back, so that's the starting point. Everyone's on about who else is coming in. Well, I can tell you the amount of riders I've spoken to in the last uh, couple of months is amazing. We're not yet where we want to be, and until we are, we won't make any comment. Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all understand that, but we're all obviously uh, anxious to um, to hear that hear that team. Uh, Tom, you just recently signed uh, for Wolverhampton. Uh, so it's a shame Matty's not here, really, but there you go. Um, a good signing for you. You must be absolutely wrapped. Yeah, you know, when the opportunity came along, I was you know, over the moon, really. Um, obviously, I've done some guest bookings for them before and you know, a few years ago, and that went really well. And um, it sort of looked like I'd go there maybe the year after and things didn't quite work out. And um, to have the opportunity to go there now is great. You know, th- the main aim was to just get into the top league, but... But for it to be somewhere that I really wanted to go was was an added bonus. Yeah, I think you sh- you have shown a liking for the Wolverhampton track, which is obviously, you know, a, a bonus, as you say. 
yeah, I, I've, yeah, you know, I've had some good meetings there in the past, and um, it's nice to go somewhere. I think as a rider that you feel comfortable riding, especially when you're making that big jump up to um, to that league, as tough enough as it is. So to have a track where you feel comfortable, you know, can can only help me really. And of course, uh, you're riding for Kent uh, in the championship. Um, five points, something average, I believe. That you, so I presume you're looking to increase that this year by a. a two or three points i would think yeah it'd be nice um <laughs> you know that's always the aim to increase your average luckily you know i'm unfortunate i've done that every year i've increased my average so hopefully we can just keep going in the right direction again it's a track that i really like and it's a really good setup down there and i think it's good to see them and you know and to see plymouth make make that step up to the championship and um i think we've got some good guys there to to be in a team with and um I think the fans will really enjoy seeing some championship racing there too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I think all the fans are just going to enjoy watching some speedway yeah. this year. I mean, we're just absolutely desperate for it. And um, yeah, we, we spoke about Plymouth, Matty. Um, big step for you this year. Yeah, it's, um, it's it wasn't unexpected, uh, but it kind of was at the same time. Um, Obviously, with with how last year panned out for pretty much everyone um, in you know all three tiers, it was it was quite um, you know uh, a bold move to to jump to the championship, I suppose. Um, especially with you know only we only had ran two meetings last year, which we were really fortunate to because there were so many clubs that didn't you know even have the opportunity to have a practice. So. Um, we were one of the fortunate ones to get a couple of meetings um, down at Plymouth, but no, I think it's it's um, it's a bold move, but I think it's the right move. Um, if I'm honest, it's especially how you know this new points limits come in for the for the national league and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it, it would have um, you know changed our our team quite dramatically and it's you know it's never nice dropping riders especially before the season when you know they think they've got a job and you have to tell them their services aren't needed so you know I think it's good for us it's good for the city of Plymouth um and I think it's just good for Speedway in general because you know as Tom touched on you know with Kent moving up as well it's it's just nice to see some fresh faces and some fresh teams in the league and you know it's another excuse to to go up to Birmingham and see Lawrence (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will always always be welcome. Although I'm sure Lawrence is saying, "Yeah, but we're going to beat you." <laughs> <laughs> nah. Here we go again. Um, and talking about being bold uh, and bold moves, you've made a couple of bold signings, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, obviously, again, we've been a new club, and majority of the clubs. Um, keeping most of the signings that they would have had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously needed to to make one or two big signings and, you know, um, not just draw a crowd in. Um, obviously, that is, you know, a major factor, especially with moving up. But, you know, we need that experience. And, I don't, you know, I don't think you get any more experience than a three-time world champion. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and him and him, him and Biani, you know, I would imagine... You know, we know we've not signed them as GP riders. We know they're not, you know, um, 
obviously at that level anymore. But you know, at this league with with the young team we've got with them, they should uh, you know, should show the guys the ropes, and you know, hopefully, um, the the other signings will really benefit from riding with two riders of that caliber. Um, and it was just nice for Crumpy to to actually finally ride for a Devon club, being you know, I know he's obviously Australian, but mm. you know, being born in Bristol, he's He's from the West Country and his, you know, his dad rode for Bristol and his, you know, granddad mm. rode for Exeter. So it's um it's nice for him to probably finish his career down in the southwest. Well, we all have a cross to bear, of course. But um <laughs> and, oh, you've just signed uh, an American rider that I know very little about. Um, yeah, Dylan. He's yeah. um I mean, a lot of the Americans have, have been on my radar, you know, been you know, very much like Lawrence. Obviously, Lawrence was heavily involved with the the Dream yeah, Team. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the Rummel brothers with, with Max as well. Um, he's slightly older than Dylan, but you know, they've always sort of been on my radar of why aren't they racing regularly in this country? I know Max had a um, a season with Edinburgh a couple of seasons back, but um, you know, I, I see him banging in the scores over in in the states, and I, I know it's not Britain, but you know. Britain is that stepping stone if you want to, you know, start a career as an international speed rider. You need to come mm. to England and learn your craft. And, you know, I, I think coming to Plymouth, being the smallest track in the country, it should be one that suits him. But, I mean, if he's anything like these other Americans that have come over in the past, um, they seem to favour the bigger tracks because they're not used to it and they like to go fast. And so hopefully, you know, he's 21, um, I believe. So he's still young. He, he's going to be hungry. So... Hopefully he'll he'll like it down down in Devon. Yeah, and I I would guess that the way the situation is at the moment with as you say most riders knowing where they're going to be going from last year that you, that you've almost got to take a some a punt at something that's slightly unknown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lawrence, who's the rider? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I might throw some. I might throw some names out later. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I quickly say hello to a few people? Uh, oh yeah, I was, I, was going, I was going to say actually. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's gotten busy. So uh, okay, hello to good. Simon, Vicky, Barney, Craig, Brian, Dave, uh, Stephen, Craig. I've said him before. Jim and a load of others. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, guys, for the for those of the, I think you've all been on the show before actually. Um, the way we, we do things is we'll, we'll keep throwing questions at you until the cows come home. But also we have people um, contributing via Facebook and YouTube and our own little shout box. So they'll chuck questions out and we'll we'll pop those to you as, as, as well as we go along. Also, just because um, I might throw a question at Lawrence or Matty or, or whoever. Yeah, everybody join in. It's a we like a free for all in this. So there we go. Yeah. Talking to which, are there any questions out there at the moment, Chris? I'm just trying, I'm still trying to get uh, Matty. Um, uh, okay, well, there's so, a question. Um, Jim says, uh, evening, Taverners. Good to have you back. Everyone is safe and well. Uh, and I've lost you because fast. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, somebody comes hello. on. Somebody well, let's hope it. Let's hope it's Matt. Uh, Tom, how have you uh, spent your time um, during this lockdown period? Just working, to be honest. Um, luckily, had work since I got hurt back in uh, 2019. Right. And um, thankfully, it's been working from home. So, um, you know, I've been quite lucky to, to stay employed. But 
obviously it's been a big change from from what we had planned to be doing um, because our life is based around going and ride speedway um, and everything else has mm-hmm. to sort of fit in. So when you lose that, um, you know, it's a big, big change to your life. And um, yeah, it's certainly not been easy like it, like it hasn't been for a lot of people, to be honest. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to chuck that question out at Lawrence and at Matty as well. And, and Matt Book is on as well. Oh, really. good God. I oh, thought, geez. yes. Well, hello, Matt. How are you doing? You'd think after all these months of lockdown, we'd be able to crack technology. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Well, well, you, well, we have, to be fair. But... We have, yeah. But you with that Nokia 3310, you know what I mean? <laughs> Times have moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to Brian there as well. Yeah. Hello, Brian. So, yeah, Lawrence, how have you been spending your time apart from trying to sign a rider? Oh, you said it again. <laughs> oh, right. Am I? Okay. Uh, well, I had my hip operation finally in July, so it's been a case of recovering from that. Still been working, just doing my mortgage work, so I, I can work from home for that, so that's uh, ideal from mm. there. Uh, and really getting everything ready for the uh, forthcoming season. Mm. I believe that um, you've got a few volunteers coming around this weekend to start sprucing the place up. We have, yeah. I, yeah. I had a meeting with the new stadium manager last weekend and we're now allowed the volunteers back in on Saturday and Sunday. whole list of things to get done. So uh, <laughs> hanging up with those as from half past nine on Saturday morning. Have you been allowed to look at the track yet? Have you had a chance to yes, see yeah. it? And how has it fared? It fared very well. Chris, Chris Ronan came up just before the last lockdown as well. We mm-hmm. had a good walk round, And to be honest, the work he did beforehand on it uh, made it look very good. It's, there's not much for him to do to get it in tip-top condition for the start of the season, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I presume Matt, um, I should say Matty, because we've got a Matty and we've got a Matt whose name seems to be Brian at the moment. Anyway, um yeah, I, I presume you've been uh, much the same sort of things have been happening at Plymouth. You've been checking the track out. Yeah, I mean, obviously last year um, we we put that new grandstand in on the home straight, and uh, just been you know been doing the odd work. I mean, I haven't really had the opportunity to go down there too much, um, which is bizarre because I, I moved to Plymouth just before the first lockdown hit. But um, I wasn't very good at socially distancing and. And now have a newborn, which is the outcome. So, uh, but no, I mean, you know, Mark's been down there with, you know, our our track staff, you know, pretty much daily. They've just been grafting away. And I mean, each time I've gone down there, there's just been more improvements. And, you know, it's, it's just little things like um, we've extended the pits a bit and, you know, they've been concreting it out just, just to get it all sort of ready for when May hits us. And, um, you know, we go racing. Good stuff. And, and, and it's really good to see a, another team making that jump from the lower league up into to the higher league. It feels healthy, if you understand what I mean. Um, anyway, we should say hello to Matt. How are you doing, Matt? Last, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, mate? She joined us for the last five minutes. Yeah. Um, I need to say, I need to tell Tom, actually, um, Matt's going to be one of your biggest supporters. He's a, he's a Wolverhampton supporter, but don't don't rub him up the wrong way because he's likely to break his his board again, and we we, we don't want that. <laughs> 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 I 
I've got a few questions. I've got a few questions. This is that board somewhere as well. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, question from Simon Corbett. He says, "What do you? What do the guys think of the top league running with only six teams?" I think this year you'll probably be able to get away with it because it's going to be a shorter season. Um, I think. I think Chris Van Stratton's gone on record as saying he's not sure he would run six with a six-team league in a, a normal season, um, but. Obviously, starting in May, you know, there's there's going to be even less leeway, I suppose, for rain offs and things like that. So, probably for the one year, you can get away with it and maybe, you know, do some things to make the, the Premiership more attractive. So, maybe one or two other clubs from the Championship fancy making the, the step up. Hmm. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> Answering that one. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine from a rider's point of view, um, Tom, that... I mean, that means it's it's almost imperative for you to have be riding in the two leagues. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when I put my fixtures in the calendar already, it's um, becomes pretty clear that you need to have the two leagues. Um, you know, and that a lot of people talk about the doubling up, but you know, it, you, it's almost impossible to to make uh, any sort of living or be able to even race competitively. In, if you don't have the, t- the two leagues because you'd be very limited on the amount of fixtures and you still have to have all the equipment and be at different tracks on random days of the week. So, um, you know, it's a massive thing to have the two teams and it is a shame that there are only six sides in that top league, um, but they should be six good, good sides. And, um, you know, I think there will be some very good racing in that top league and, and it'll still be a very good product. I think it's it is all about the racing this year, isn't it? I mean, of course, if you're a Wolverhampton supporter, you want Wolverhampton to win. If you're a Birmingham supporter, you want Birmingham to win. Obviously, that's the nature of sport. But I think more than anything this year, we just want to see some speedway. And I, I would imagine that for Tom, you just want to get on the bike. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's been a long time since I've raced competitively. Um, I did the Benfund at the start of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, you know, I got I broke my back in June 2019. So that's been a long time without being able to go and race. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, desperate, desperate to get back to it. Do you think, um, I know James Shanes has said this because he obviously had a, a, a nasty accident as well. Do you think that this extra time, in a way, has been advantageous to you for, for you know, getting over that your, your back injury? Yeah, potentially. Obviously, I'd much rather have been riding and I worked yeah. hard to make sure I was fit to, to start last season. So I would have been absolutely fine. But, um, yeah, I can't do any harm to, to give that injury a bit more time. And, mm. you know, it's allowed me to train and I really am in the best shape I've been for a, for a long time to go into a season. Excellent. We, do we have any uh, we questions out there? there? Oh, uh, there we one. Go. Uh, how will it work with crowds and social distancing when fixtures start? Says Elliot Hunt. Who wants to come in on that? How will it work? Come on, Lawrence. <laughs> come on, Lawrence. I can see. <laughs> well, you know, the, we've got to do the assessment of it all. Uh, Ian Jordan's done a fair bit for us. Um, he's done one at Plymouth and Eastbourne. He's lending me what he's got there. Uh, we know, having spoken with the stadium, what they would expect us to do. Uh, we'll need more people um, steward in to make sure everyone's doing what they should be doing to keep the social distance in. Mm-hmm. You know, will, will they have to wear um, mm-hmm. their mask? You know, 
<laughs> I, we will have to. Um, it's it, 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 it's going to be different, put it that way. I think everybody's getting used to different mm. <laughs> in the moment. Uh, question, question for uh, Matt. Uh, Matt, don't you think Plymouth are top heavy this year? So was Katie Price, but she had a fabulous career. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that bit out. I, I have a feeling you had been asked that question before. Yeah, I mean... I think Mike just say that all day. Yeah. Damn, that beats my crossroads joke. Yeah. I think, um, you know, on paper we are, but, you know, Speedway isn't, as we all know, it's not on paper. Um, obviously, we've got a very young, inexperienced side, um, you know, in regards to you know, um, like Henry and the two, uh, the Aussie boy and the American. But, you know, it's it's an assessed four average they're coming in on. Um, I've got no reservations that they could, you know, withhold that if not improve it by a point or a point and a half. Um, I think it's just, it's easy to see us as too top heavy because we've got two former GP riders in the team. So it, straight off the bat it makes us seem we're more top heavy than we would be especially with crumpy on like a 12 point average um yeah. you know but i i don't have any you know um reservations if you know that were too top heavy I, I think we're pretty evenly balanced especially at home um obviously the zach and and dylan are gonna have to get used to pretty much every track that, i mean you know i think uh zach did ride at plymouth a couple of years ago, um, he rode for Somerset in an interleague challenge. Um, so he's he's ridden a few tracks, and Dylan come over a couple of years ago, and I think he rode at Kent and um, a couple of the other tracks. Uh, Milden Hall, I think, was another one. Um, so they, you know, they have a little bit of experience, and they sort of know what to expect in terms of you know the, the, our climate and how our tracks sort of ride, like material-wise. But I think um, you know, obviously, everything for them is a brand new track. It's all a a big learning curve, but you know, as we touched on earlier, I mean, if you're going to learn, it's your first season in this country. You know, having a two former GP riders and one former three-time world champion is probably the best two people to learn from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would imagine, Tom, that you're looking forward to gaining some of the knowledge from some of your your teammates at Wolverhampton when you get there because you've got a, f- a fa- fair bit of experience uh, in that team. Yeah, I try and learn from, you know, guys wherever I'm riding and, um, you know, it's guys that have been riding for a long time in that team who've, who've achieved a lot in their career. Um, and, you know, I'm riding with Scott Nichols again at Kent who I've ridden with before and, mm-hmm. um, again, there's not many better people to learn from and not much he hasn't he hasn't done really um so that's always the key to pick stuff up and keep your eyes open and your ears open and, and try and learn some things as you go fantastic you've got anything you want to uh say matt you've been very quiet i'm not like you yeah, yeah he's frozen oh he's frozen that's why he's quiet <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's, it's got to get rid of that phone, I tell you. It's got to get oh, rid of that phone. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I've got another question. Anyway. Um, okay. What does Matt think of uh, Wolves releasing Jacob? Uh, a bit of a shock, says Simon Corbett. Unfortunately, he oh, can't yes, answer this that. Was, just <laughs> yeah, it's that Matt, Matt. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, that's what he thinks. I yes. think it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lawrence, do you have anything to answer to that? No, I didn't think so. Who's the right? Who's the rider, Lawrence? Anyway, <laughs> keep, tr- keep anyway. trying. Keep yeah, trying. I, I don't think he's going to break down. No, we will no, find no, out. I'm no, sure. No, no. Uh, question for um, Tom: uh, Has Tom rode with the new tire make? If so, does he feel they're much different? No, I've not, and I'm not even sure how I can get hold of them at the moment. So. Um... You know, it'd be quite useful to, to be able to get hold of them before the season starts to, to have a bit of a test and a, a bit of a practice. So that'll be something I'll, I'll be looking to do. But no, as yet, I've, I've not ridden them. Yeah, it's OK. okay. I, I would imagine, Lawrence, that that sort of logistics at the moment is, is something, you know, getting parts, getting um, tyres, getting all sorts of things. Shale uh, is, is quite a difficult sort of thing to do at this moment in time very much because you know actually you can't go and drive somewhere and get them so uh, mm. that's difficult shale wise we, we've still got a fair bit left from the stuff we bought the year before so uh, fingers crossed there'll be enough there for the year mm-hmm. we don't need fingers crossed but yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> absolutely Matt, Matt have you got anything to add to that when it comes to track surfaces, I don't get involved because everyone just likes to have a good old moan about Plymouths. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, we've, we've got um, very much like Lawrence and Birmingham, we've got, you know, um, mixes left from previous seasons and we're pretty much all ready to go. Um, you know, obviously making the jump now, uh, very much like Kent and, um, you know, I'm sure Tom would have, you know, experience Kent in the National League and stuff. It would be interesting to see if Len puts any more dirt on it this year for Championship, which I can't imagine he would because Len don't like the dirt all that much. But um, obviously the, these Championship boys are used to, to chasing the dirt a bit more. And um, obviously with it being a slightly harder race, and especially in the sort of first corners and first laps, you need that bit of dirt there. So um, we'll just go ahead as normal um, and... Yeah, I guess press day or if we have a press day or whatever and see what the world champion thinks. Yes, that would be an interesting. Tom, have you did have you noticed that difference as you moved up from the National League to the Championship and now obviously in, in the Premiership? Yeah, the tracks oh, can yeah. be, you know, prepared differently. Um, they tend to be a little bit slicker in the National League. Um but to be honest, I don't think any track really with the bikes now, modern day bikes, need tons and tons of dirt thrown on them. Actually, I don't think it really improves the racing. I think, um, you know, if we can just get a consistent surface as a rider, that's all all that you're asking for, really, mm. whether that be slick, you know, grippy or, you know, ideal. Something in between would be nice. And, um, you yeah, know, it's just a consistent surface that, that you're looking for as a rider um, rather than whether it's re- really slick or, or really deep, to be honest. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask you, what's your favourite track now? My favourite track? Oh, probably Wolverhampton or Redcar, I think, because they're both tracks, again, that are prepared really nicely. Um, when I rode for Redcar, it was a pleasure turning up there, you know. It just looked pristine when you drove in and um, you could really trust the track. I think as a rider, any track where you can really commit and mm. where you're not thinking about just getting around the four laps, you're thinking about racing, that's really important as a rider. And, and that's when you get the best racing as well, I think. 
And is there any track out there? You're probably not going to answer this, but we'll give it a go. Is there any track out there where, when you that comes up in the calendar, your heart sinks a little bit? Oh, God, don't really want to go there. No, definitely not. None at all. <laughs> we don't don't believe you. <laughs> don't have to. Uh, so, uh, Lawrence, uh, talking about track preparation, is it the same guys doing the track this year? Yeah, there'll be uh, Ollie with Mick and Chris Royden. So we've got three three guys there. So, you know, Chris Royden's been around a long mm. while, knows what he's doing. So, he, you know, they'll be learning off him. And that, that's an interesting addition, actually, Chris Royden. I think that's uh, that's quite a positive thing. Yeah. be interesting when Newcastle's there. <laughs> it's, it's always an interesting when Newcastle's there. <laughs> Yeah, you can't mechanic for his son that night. No. Uh, Chris, any more on the, uh, uh, yeah, okay. the shout box? Uh, you keep chucking them out, mate. Another one from Simon. He says, uh, with the standard in both leagues not miles apart, why didn't they have one league split north and south? That's from Simon. Not Crawford. enough riders. Huh? Well, not enough riders. No. <laughs> um, I suppose the Poland there. thing plays into that a little bit. Very yeah. much. Yeah. And it's messed a lot of people up by the fact they can only do two or three leagues, though, whereas some of them would have done more. Yeah. And I think as well, I think it's um, you have to be a little bit careful when you say the standard's the same between the two leagues because if you look at who the reserves are in the top league and then look at what it is in the second league, there's actually a, mass- a massive difference. Um, so I think there still is quite a jump in, in, the, in the standards still. Um, mm. It's not they're not identical leagues by by any stretch. Yeah, I mean I think we've seen that in, in past seasons when people have said exactly the same thing. Um and then when they've they've done interleague matches and so on, you've you've seen there is a you know, not a gulf maybe, but there is definitely a definitely a gap and and so there should be, of course. Chris? Uh, that's it. We're, we're, oh we're, okay. I had a question in my head and it's just dis- disappeared, but uh, I'm sure it will come. Um so we've got the new season starting. Who would you say? Oh, we're going to put you on the spot now, Lawrence. Who, who do you reckon is going to be our, the, the the team that's going to be a big rival to us? Because obviously, if I ask you who's going to win, you're going to say Birmingham. So, who? Which team? Perhaps would you fear the most? Fairly, to be honest, a lot of the teams are tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts. Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Fairly even. They're they're built up differently, I know. But there's a lot of evenness amongst the championship teams this year. And I think it's going to be a, a good competition. Very diplomatically answered. <laughs> Matty, the same question to you. Oh, exactly what Lawrence said, I think. Um, no, I mean, you know, most of the teams are fairly balanced out. Um, and I think, uh, you know, when it comes to that, that late stage of the season, when everyone's putting in an extra shift to try and make playoffs or, you know, however they structure it this year, I think... You know, it's going to be a lot of teams chasing for the same points. So I think, you know, come the end of the season, you're going to see some some really good speedway, especially in the championship, because you know there's there's a fair few teams in it this year. But um, no, I mean, I've, it's very interesting for me as it was for the national league. I mean, as I said earlier, speedway is on paper, so I think 
you can go to a meeting and be confident and, and know what your riders are capable of on that track. And, you know, you, you, you've got to be confident in this game because if you, you know, you turn up to a track and you're not feeling it, you might as well not even get the bike out of the van. Um, you know, it's got to be all commitment or no commitment. Um, that was something I struggled on when I was riding, like half the tracks I go to and love it, half the tracks I'd, I'd be beat before I got there. But, um, mm. w- you know, in regards to team managing and, you know, going there, I, fear is a strong word for me, but I I respect every club we, we come up against, regardless if they look strong or not strong on paper. Because, um, you know, 15 heats can tell a, a pretty cool story. Um, and it's all about what happens on the night. So um, I, I sort of go in the mind frame of equally respecting each team. And, you know, I guess fearing that anyone could beat us, but at the same time feeling confident that we could beat anyone, if that sort of makes sense. If that's possible, it's an even more diplomatic answer than Lawrence. But, <laughs> but, learned, but, learned. He's but well, well done. Um, I'd like to talk to you, to, um, you all about um, the new system uh, in the championship this year uh, with the uh, upcoming um, rider in, in the reserve. Uh, do, we, do we think this is a good thing? Are we happy? Mm. I, I think it is. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was always a, a fan of it when they when they tried it. Um, I think it was like back in 2015 um, when they were sort of given what they called the fast track in those fast track. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I think it is a good system, and it, it's worked in in other places where youth riders have been given chances and they've progressed. You know, incredibly quick, and you know they've gone on to be sort of the the top guys in their their countries, but. Um, I think it, the only downfall is it, with it is, is, you know, I think we touched on, you know, last time I was on the show, like a lot of these riders are kids. Like, um, you know, I was reading on the Speedway forum the other day, it, is Jordan Palin ready for championship league? Mm. Like, well, yeah, he is ready for championship league, you know, and if he's not, that will show. But, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, regardless if he's 15 at the moment and, you know, he's 16 in the beginning of March or whatever, it's it is a you know as Tom pointed out it is a big step but you need to be given these chances and for you know for riders especially riders with natural you know raw talent like like Jordan's got it this system is is the perfect stepping stone for him to take that that jump into the championship and you know with the the rising star thing you know that that Tom was you know beneficial when we're going to Wolverhampton you know mm-hmm. British riders need these these stepping stones to not make it easier for them, but you know, just to give them that chance to to know they're going to be in a, a team and you know they're, they're going to be there for not just a couple of meetings and get dropped. You know, it's I think it's an important thing that mm. it's good to see this this country is now sort of you know taking into account and and doing a good system like that for it. Yeah, I mean, I would guess the whole Brexit situation has has played into that a, a little bit as well. Um, I, I would I would say that these riders need to be judged against the other rising star riders in another team rather than against the rest of the the, the team that they're racing against. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. it would be entirely better, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, um, I've got a question for Lawrence actually. Oh, okay, uh, go for okay. it. Uh, yeah, let's go for it. Okay, uh, who's a rider? No, no, no. Uh, Susan Jordan says um, to Lawrence, is there going to be a development team this year? 
very much so. Yeah, we. <laughs> I'd like to have more, more than one team, to be honest. We did apply to join the uh, NJL as well, but uh, they didn't uh, feel that the away matches could be fitted in for them. But we will be doing some NJL, which involves two 500s, two 125s. And there's also another uh, project which Berwick and Redcar uh, I'm joining with to do, uh, where we use two, uh, two 500s, two 250s, and two, two 125s. So, you know, we, we, the MDL to me is in, very important. And, I, you know, I've actually got enough riders to put two teams in it, but they won't let me. Mm. You could borrow it to another, another track, borrow them to another track. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another question. Um, oh, okay. uh, does Lawrence and Matty think a point system should change? So as averages increase riders, riders don't have to be dropped, etc., especially with rider shortage. You understood that? I'm not sure I did, but does Lawrence and Matty think a point system should change so as averages increase, riders don't have to be dropped, etc., especially with rider shortage? Do you understand that, or is it gobble a duke? Uh, I think what what's being asked is possibly should should we stick with our one to seven? Come what may, should that be? A, a sort of rule, so even even if their averages go down or, or whatever. As a as a rider, um, I do think maybe there should be something in place in in your contract or or as such that you can't be dropped if your average doesn't drop by a certain amount because you see it so often where guys are sacrificed to make changes in the team when they haven't done anything wrong, mm. and um, I always feel that's a little bit harsh as a as a speedway rider, and it and it re- I think it happens too often, to be honest. I, I definitely think, like touching on what Tom said there, I definitely think there should be some sort of clause in a rider's contract where, if if you know team changes need to occur, um, you know, because sometimes you are just a guilty party. Like maybe your number one gets hurt and you have to bring a new number one in, and their average is slightly higher. So, unfortunately, you know, you have to lose a rider. But I think there should be some clause where you have to stick with your sort of one to seven injury permitting for a certain amount of time in the season because it's so easy to, you know, I don't want to say British Speedway's lost it, you know, is not loyal to its riders because I don't think that's true because, you know, speaking, you know, from a personal note and, you know, I've, I've ridden for Lawrence in, in the past and, you know, every, most promoters I know are, are very loyal and they want the best for their, their cities, their teams and in you know, their respective one to sevens. But, you know, as Tom said, it is sometimes you, you go for doing nothing wrong um, and, and that's when it, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth a bit. So I think there should definitely be some sort of clause where, you know, maybe like Tom said, unless you've actually dropped your, your average at the start of that season, shouldn't really be allowed or maybe you know if an injury does occur where a team change needs to be made there should be an allowance for that obviously because it's for an injured rider so maybe they can give you like i don't know like an eight percent allowance on averages or something like every can, team you gets can see it. people being honest with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's broke his leg again yeah. <laughs> on purpose yeah Lawrence, do you, have, do you have anything to add to that I can see the boys' points of view, you know, the riders, but sometimes you have to make change. We did at Birmingham, but we, we, were, we lost eight matches on the shot. 
and we had to make changes. We had no choice, otherwise there'd be nobody coming to the du- turnstile. You know, we brought Alan Ellis in, we had to do that, and you know, it, it turned our season around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, I, I can see it on, on that side of the fence as well, because obviously, ride it, you know, it's all well and good Speedway fans are Speedway fans, but at the end of the day, you want to see your home your home side winning. Um, and if you do go on a losing streak, you know, I, I, I've ridden for teams that have been on losing streaks. Sorry, Lawrence. Um, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, and it's not nice. And it, it's not nice. I mean, it, it's not nice to... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's one thing to you know finish a meeting where you know you it's like your third or fourth meeting in a row you've lost, and you take it personally as a rider. Um, you feel for the the fans, you feel for the management. Um, and then you know you see all the stuff on social media or the forums, and that doesn't really do your self esteem any good at all. But um, no, I, you know I can see it from both sides. You know, as a rider, you want to have some sort of loyalty. Um. You know, for obviously you're out there risking your life, and you know, really for for the risk involved, it's for very little money in comparison when you look at like what F1 drivers are on and stuff. But I can also see it now from a team manager and promoter's side. You know, as Lawrence said, and sometimes you you know, team changes, uh, you know, they have to happen because if, if you know, you need you need a a winning team. Um, Especially a you know a team that's not losing at home consistently, consistently, and yeah, it's 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 a hard one. I mean, I mean, I think it's made harder as well by the fact. So, I mean, if we look at football, if you don't do very well, um, you'll get dropped from the team. Fair mm-hmm. enough, but you're still getting you're still pa- getting paid, aren't you? And, it's a massive difference yeah. in speedway for a speedway rider because we are self-employed, and as soon as if you were to lose your team place, you you lose your income straight away and um I, there's very little protection for a speedway rider in a speedway contract from a rider's point of view it's not really worth the paper it's written on because there's just not much protection so i just think from that point of view as as a rider there should then there, there should be a, a little bit of, of protection if, if you've done nothing wrong mm-hmm. um i think sometimes ch- i get that changes need to be made in speedway 100 percent um but often they should maybe just be like for like for that rider that is injured or who has dropped his average. And unfortunately, that's a choice you you then have to make as a manager if you want to do that. Mm. It's it, it's difficult from both sides. And difficult. yeah, but uh, as a fan, I'm loyal to my riders and I do want them to be protected at the same time. But yeah, it's, mm. but then again, as a fan, if my team is losing, You'll be the first to say, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, do you know what? I, that's actually isn't something that I would say. But the, liar, 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 get rid of liar, you. Your pants are on fire. <laughs> get rid of you. Leave that button, that new button alone as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. What was that? Nothing. Oh, I had a little scream in my. Okay. So I think um, it's Lawrence has got a notification from the seventh rider. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any more questions out we there? do we've got quite a few now oh, okay. probably okay. not going to so get got, them all in there okay because uh, i've got a few but we'll go with the uh hi lads do you feel speedway is a dying sport in this country i love my speedway and miss it a lot my local team pulled out of speedway at workington and now i can't get my fix of speedway anymore that's neil Caton. is it a dying sport how many years have we been saying this 
Far too many. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's a dying sport. I think it's a, a sport that's unfortunately on the a decline. I don't I don't think it's dying because I, I think you'll always have speedway mm. in this country, yeah. regardless of it's just one league running with ten teams. Um, I think it'll always exist. Um, I, I just think me personally, I mean, obviously I haven't been around as, as long as a lot of people um, and I was quite late getting into Speedway anyway, but um, uh, I think that one of the, the major factors is, is is Speedway was stuck in the dark ages for a long time. Like, you know, you look at back in the early 80s with, you know, Bruce Penhall and Kenny Carter and, yeah, you know, all, all these larger than life characters. Mm. Um and because it worked then, I think that's the way everyone thought it should be for the next 20, 30 years, where, you know, other sports that were sort of below Speedway at the time mm. kind of went with the times. And, you know, I think Speedway in the last couple of years, is, it's, it's picked up a lot in, in the way it's promoted and it, its visual look. I mean, you look at the Speedway star now and the way it grabs you is 100% better than it, it just looking like a magazine on a shelf. Um, the way it's presented on on TV, you know, the, the, the race suits and jacket designs that are uh, sort of, you're able to do now with the new printing stuff. I think visually Speedway is, is stunning now. Um, and I think it's just something that needs to be, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about, um, you know, with riders and stuff. It's, it's British Speedway is a funny one because, you know, you, you sign an all English team and you get stick because, you know, people don't think they're very good, but then you sign a bunch of foreigners and everyone's moaning at you because you're not signing <laughs> the British riders. It's, it's one of those things, unfortunately, it's always going to be a losing battle, but you know, the, the, the only way to keep this sport from sort of declining anymore is for everyone that says it's declining, invite five of your friends to Speedway because, yeah. or, you know, whatever, because four might hate it, but one might love it. You know, if, no, I, think, the... I think more likely four will love it because, mm-hmm. like, I, oh, I, yeah, definitely. you know, I think the product we have is great. And this is the problem. We could bang on about how negative it is all the time, which is a crazy thing to do, because how much more excitement do you want from an event to see four guys on 500 CC bikes with no brakes? Like, mm-hmm. I think we, we should really be able to sell that as a as a product. And um, yeah, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. I I personally don't think it's that hard of a of a sell to sell Speedway, um, but but like Matty said, it's really good to see us try and bring it a bit more into the modern era. And there's there's been some changes that have done that. And you know, you see what Plymouth are doing is great. They seem to be trying to improve the stadium just oh, to make it more of a, a family, just to make it more of a family night out, which is what it should be. Mm. I think like often we worry a lot about the 15 minutes of racing. I've said it before, like what the rule is going to be, who's going to be in the team. And yeah. naturally the 15 minutes of racing is good. The people are actually enjoying the racing. It's everything that goes around it. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, the advertising to get people in and, and what we do is once they come through the turnstile, you, you got to make it a good night out from the moment that they come in to the moment they leave. Mm. And I think yeah, I mean, 15 maybe, heats isn't enough anymore. Is it people want yeah. more? And I think the 15 heats are good. And we, we often are just people who are into Speedway anyway. We will obviously argue about the rules and the teams. And, but the people that, that are doing all of that will come regardless because they love Speedway. It's, it, you know, it's, it's getting the other people that aren't talking about the 15 minutes of racing to go. One of the things that I've said that Speedway should do, and Lawrence know this because I've put this to him, to him before, um, is that a much better use of modern technology. So instead of bits of paper that people are writing the score on, it's on their phone. 
should at least be an option um, because yeah. you know like you, the guys in their you know teens 20s um they're not used to carrying a pen around with them these days exactly. because everything's you know and at your fingertips on your phone yeah and you can see them looking at their phones yeah even yeah. at the yeah. meetings time, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think there's a tea i think i'm right in saying i think it's eastbourne i think they're doing something yeah they're doing something yeah just 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 going yeah. back to what matty was saying uh regarding um years and years and years ago even before mike was born <laughs> in, in, in the 20s and 30s <laughs> uh, do you think speedway um does miss these larger than life characters yeah I do personally. I mean, I wasn't around to experience it, but no, no. you know, from stories I've been told from everyone from different eras, and you know, yeah. I think it's it's, it's definitely important. Um, it did, you know, it the, did seem to be a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I mean, I mean, even non-speedway people knew these names. But I, yeah. I also think that we need to make the riders back into those those stars that they were. You know, mm -hmm. big. We need to big it up. What's yeah, about to happen? Yeah, like, yeah. we're about to go out and race 500 cc motorbikes for four laps. Like, it's yeah. pretty dangerous mm -hmm. what we're about to do, to be honest. And mm -hmm. you know, half the time you hear the build up to the race and it, the music being played, or it just really doesn't build up what is about to happen. Um, and again, that's the thing that the actual racing is great, but um, you know, we could we could really highlight it because mm -hmm. I I think it's uh, an awesome sport to go mm -hmm. and watch. Yeah, I, I I agree with, with with you there. I've never yet experienced anything, even with the smallish crowds that we get, that as exciting as a pass that's just come from nowhere, and the the noise that comes from the crowd uh, at that point, it's just it's it sends goosebumps on on me, you know. And I, yeah, I, it's this sport can sometimes just just make you go what <laughs> i mean i think another big big factor from how it used to be to how it is now and and you know um some of the older people in the room will will probably get more what i'm saying um again way before my time but you know looking back at archives and dvds and reading notes to osrs and stuff you never had doubling up or doubling down which as tom touched on earlier i mean especially if you're a british writer it, it's crucial that you get that opportunity because if you're not racing you know over on the continent it's very very little meetings for, for a, a rider trying to make a, a good go of it in this country to earn money and and not just earn money but also earn more experience to sort of push themselves as a rider but i mean if you go back to the you know late 70s to probably the early 90s uh, there was no doubling up or doubling down and riders were your riders. They were at your mm. club for a significant amount of time. I mean, mm. you look at Bruce Pennell spent 10 years at Cradley and, you know, um, people like Mike Coles spent, you know, like 10 years at Exeter, then went and spent six or seven years off at Edinburgh, then back to Exeter. Um, so, you know, it's not like you're going to watch, I don't know, say Bellevue and you've got one of the Worrell brothers riding, but then it's like, well, he's riding for Newcastle tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like riders were your riders, so you could fully get behind them and embrace them. And, and no, I don't you know, think it's just the doubling up, is it, that does that as, as well? It's teams. It's so easy to you know swap and change riders again. We go back to that. Yeah, that, definitely. You know, everyone's vying to get into those playoffs, and there's so many opportunities to swap riders in and out. And instead of sticking with your team and and sticking with them for for a long time, and like Matty says, I think it's important for fans to. To build a rapport with that rider, um, 
because that's what the team fans are there to do to go and support their their team and their rider and i think that can be quite a special thing in speedway as well it's just you know it's it's a hard one isn't it because it's sort of like if, if my auntie had a penis she'd be my uncle wouldn't she you know what i mean like it's it's a it's, it's a really hard one to sort of you know is, what is i mean that, is that is that a, a down south thing is that yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna You've proper got to what you've proper got to say in your country accent though, like that though. My lover. <laughs> Actually, I, uh, it's a shame uh, Matt couldn't come because he he would have probably told this story a little bit better than me. But talking about what Tom said before, if if you invited five people, it would be four out of five people that would would enjoy it and stop. Um, back at, at Birmingham. Uh, Few few moons ago now, we had a problem with noise. Some of you may, may be aware of this, and it looked like we was going to lose the, the, the license to the council, um, and it, and that didn't happen because of the new silences. But one of the things that we did was we invited some of the people to the to, to come and watch Speedway that had been complaining about the noise and complaining about the Speedway, and at the end of it, they all went, "Wow, we loved that. That was absolutely brilliant." So that sort of says it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And we, I had a similar thing at Gla- when I went and rode at Glasgow the other year. There was um, your typical, what you wouldn't class as your typical group of Spiro fans, was a stag do was there. And, oh, um, my God. It's been like, <laughs> yeah. and um, after the meeting, we were walking around to, to just get a drink or something before we left and mm-hmm. hit the six hour journey home and um, bumped into these guys. And they said, like, we'd never been before. I said, did you enjoy it? They said, we absolutely loved it. Like we thought it was great. And so that's the thing. It's just getting these people in to, to, mm. to watch it in the first place. No, there's, there's so many other things for people to do. I think that's a, you, you, I think that's you, a poor excuse to from my point of view, when you mm. hear that all the time, you know, people, I mean, still I, go to, people still go to football, don't they? People still go to loads of things. And, and I think even coming out of this pandemic is a great opportunity to yes, get people to, to yes. go to Speedway. If we can market it as a safe outdoor family environment to go out to people are going to be absolutely clamoring to go to things like like this i think as well like if you look at local sport in general like you know football rugby i mean in in plymouth we've got basketball as well you know nine times out of ten speedway is the cheapest option for you to go watch a live sport in you know your respective city or town or whatever but also with it not just being the cheapest usually to attend I mean, don't get me wrong. I love football. I mean, I'm a West Ham supporter, but I sorry, thought you said you like football. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's a comedian, um, but you know, I mean, maybe it's just me because obviously, I, I you know, like everyone on who's talking tonight, we've got the speedway bug. But I would, I know what I'd rather spend my hard-earned money on going to watch mm. ninety minutes of someone kicking around a bit of leather, you know, um, or you know. But it's not just that, it's the showmanship and the sportsmanship. Like you see a rider, like Chris Harris is a prime example at Paul when he was riding for Coventry, like gets tangled up the polder, Bridger rides over the top of him, looks like he can't go on. Next thing he's running back to the pits, goes out and wins rerun. Mm-hmm. But then you've got like a footballer like, oh my God, my, I scuffed my sock off and I broke my nail. But then they all act like they're hard lads on the night out, but you know they can't handle being tripped over on the pitch. You know, it's, it's not sportsmanship for me. It's That's why I prefer the American like not American football, but like American soccer, because you don't really have any of that like diving stuff that, that ruins football in this country. And 
you don't get that at all in Speedway because everyone in Speedway is hard. <laughs> really, you got you got to be a hard guy in this game. Yeah. That was stupid. You got to be yeah. You just stupid. took the words right out of my mouth. Right. Well, I can't believe the time. But you still got some questions uh, well, does, out there, Chris. Uh, just, we've missed about. Uh, 30 or 40 would weekend meetings help with family attendances says Sean stadiums can't be used on weekends not all of them Mm, yeah yeah. that's one of the problems with Speedway isn't it we do we're sort of we borrow stadiums a lot of the time and it's it's why it's, I never could understand why Stoke never did better because it was sort of their own state, you know, that, that they had it mm. all the time. But there you, go. there you go. Okay, so and the last question uh, really comes from Simon. He says, 21 teams in the top league, world-class riders in the 70s and 80s. Where did we all go wrong? Do you know, do you know I, 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 the thing is... <laughs> Speedway has been, we've been here before with Speedway. Speedway has gone down to the doldrums. They've had, you know, fewer teams than we've had now, and it's bounced back. So, uh, you know, let's just, let's start the bounce back now. Yeah, I think really good players too as well. I think what they're doing is great with bringing on the British riders. I think that's really important because often you see teams signing Danish guys or Australian guys that are no better than what the British guys are either. Plymouth's first two signings, Danish and Australian. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It's exactly what's wrong with the sport. But um, no, there's often, you know, British guys that get overlooked and um, you see Daniel now being signed at Paul. There was no reason why he shouldn't have been in there anyway. Things like that. It's um, important to, to build our own product. And, um, you know, 70s and 80s have gone and, we need to stop being negative about it and uh, yeah. start start being positive about it again. Uh, when are you going to become a promoter, Matt, uh, Tom? When are you going to become a promoter, Matt? When I get riding finishes. I think, like, as Tom said then, like the, the, the past is in your head, the future is in your hands. That's how you want to, you know, now contribute because fans are just as big as contributors to sport as the riders are. Mm. Um, you know, it's not just a matter of they pay our wages. They they create the atmosphere. They create the sport what it is. And you know, us as promoters have to promote it to the best of our ability. Riders have to go out and put on the best possible show they can. Um, you know, we, you know, we're still being as safe as they can. Um, you know, and and the fans need to, to flock again. It's I don't know if it'll ever be as big as it was because. I, I don't know, you know, with, with F1 as big as it is now and, and things like that, and people have so much option of stuff to do now, it's, it's hard to fully grow a sport like that back. But I, I, I truly think, you know, touching on what Tom said, like as awful as this pandemic's been, it could be the biggest blessing in disguise, especially British Speedway, because mm-hmm. all these British riders are getting, you know, the, um, the chance now. Um, you know, and I, I just think, you know, with this long-winded break, everyone's just going to be excited and people are going to want to just get outside regardless of it's, you know, it's like, oh, nothing's open, but Speedway's on tonight because, you know, everything's still socially distancing. Well, let's go to Speedway. So, you know, I think it could be a, a blessing in disguise. And, you know, if it's not, we just keep plugging away and we keep trying different avenues. And as a sport, as, you know, as a family, we should get there eventually if we all want the same thing. Well, I think that's um, 
a great note to finish on. I can't believe it's nine o'clock already. Wow. Doesn't time fly yeah. when you're enjoying yourself? <laughs> yes. He was the seventh rider, though, Lawrence. You are. No, we want some desperate, good. isn't he? He's desperate. <laughs> they have watered this league down, haven't they? Bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> thought, it was, thought it was championship, not MDL. Tartosh, <laughs> will you be quiet, please? Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you so much, guys, for joining us tonight. Uh, it's our first show of the year. Hopefully, hopefully we won't be taking off the air after tonight. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.